0: This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. Questions like, why does everyone love to hate Dinah? How does Minnesota have so many Fortune 500 companies? What's the story behind Minnesota Nice? We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Eric Roper. This week on the podcast, we are taking a break from coronavirus coverage to answer a great question about one of Minneapolis's most well-known shopping districts, Uptown. Reader Amy O'Mara asked Curious Minnesota last year, why is Uptown south of downtown Minneapolis? It's the kind of question that makes you stop and think, yeah, why is it called Uptown? Well, the answer tells us a lot about the history of this popular spot for shopping and socializing. To get the details, we called two experts on the history of Uptown, siblings Cedar M. Bowden Phillips and Thatcher M. Bowden, who co-wrote a history of the area in 2004. They grew up in Uptown and now live in Washington, D.C. and Seattle, respectively, so I connected with them via Zoom from my home in Minneapolis. But first, here's our curious reader, Amy O'Mara.
1: I lived in the North Loop for a while, and that made sense because that's where the railroad loops around on the north end. South Minneapolis, obviously. (laughs) That makes great sense too. Lynn Lake, of course, you're at Lindale and Lake Street. The logic is there. Um, But I always wondered why Uptown is called Uptown. It's not really on a hill, it's south of downtown. Just something I was always curious about in
2: Minneapolis.
0: So I'm here with Cedar Imboden Phillips and Thatcher Imboden, and they literally wrote the book on Uptown in 2004. So there are no better people to talk to us today about how Uptown got its name. But first, we should talk terms. We're talking about what was formerly known as the Hennepin Lake area. How did the Hennepin Lake area sort of come to be as a commercial district? Because it wasn't always what we see it today as, as this thriving commercial area. When did that really start to come about?
2: The Uptown area... Mm -hmm really started intensifying around 1900. Previously, the area had some housing, and people would come out to go to the lakes, and there were some businesses like farms and, and ice houses in the, the late 1800s. But you know, the area along Hennepin had been a parkway, which really kind of kept its character more as residential. Right around 1900, when that designation lifted, really started to see an intensification, streetcar and commercial buildings starting to pop in. And so really in the 19-teens and 20s, we started seeing much larger commercial buildings uh, grow in that area. It's also worth mentioning that both Calhoun School and West High School were constructed in, in that era and really intensified as more people moved into the community. They had to continue to make the schools larger to handle growing student population.
0: Okay. And so we have this sort of burgeoning Hennepin Lake area. It's really sort of coming into its own. Now, Cedar, 1929 is this important year. What, what is sort of happening right then?
1: 1929 was really a a busy year in in uptown commercial history. The the district was booming. There were new theaters open. There were lots of shops, restaurants. It was becoming definitely a destination place. People were taking the streetcar there to grab a movie, get dinner. The business community wanted to differentiate themselves and really reflect this growing district. So they looked to Chicago. Uh, Chicago at the time had the booming, prosperous uptown district. And so the people here in Minneapolis thought, well, if it worked for Chicago, it would work here in Minneapolis. So they decided to take the Uptown name, apply it to Uptown Minneapolis, take the Lake and Hennepin area and really brand it. We think of branding as being such a modern concept, but it was really the same thing. They wanted to brand Uptown as a regional commercial destination.
0: They quite literally branded it, right? I mean, they put it right on the front of a theater. What we now know is the Uptown Theater was called the Lagoon Theater, and then it was renamed the Uptown Theater. And what we now know as the Lagoon Theater Lagoon Theater, which is further down, further east on Lagoon, is more of a modern theater and it wasn't around back then. So it's the, the Uptown Theater was the main theater in town, but it used to be known as Lagoon.
1: With the renaming of the Uptown Theater, it literally put Uptown's name right up there in lights. The business community came together. They branded it. They started to encourage the use of Uptown by local businesses. The theater obviously had a huge impact. The Uptown Theater was a regional destination. People were coming from all over the city in the suburbs to catch a movie, get dinner out. I, I do think that the growing West High School had a huge impact on the Uptown area as well with all the students coming from all over to go to school. They were supporting businesses. They were working in the businesses. I think that also helped really cement the location you had a lot of people We had a lot of students who also saw uptown as a destination and a, and a commercial core so
0: we have this change, so does it stick? Are they successful in getting the general populace to call this area uptown or what happens after the twenties
2: took a while. I mean, what's interesting is that if you go back and look at the data, there were businesses that added Uptown to their name starting in the 1930s. So in 1930, the records indicate there were about three businesses in the core Uptown area that had Uptown in their name. But by 1935, there were about a dozen. And it's kind of stayed that way since then you know, whether you're looking at the 1960s or the 70s or even into the 80s. And so, you know, there were some adopters to that uptown name. Now, however, if you go and talk to people who are involved in, whether it was the business community or grew up in the neighborhood, you know, whether that was back in the 40s or, you know, into the 70s, you know, to them, it's always been Hennepin Lake. And so... It's interesting if you look at the city plans, you know, the official city planning documents and studies that have been done uh, over the years from the 30s, you know, until until today, you know, really wasn't until the late 1980s and early 1990s that the city started referencing the, the community, not as Hennepin Lake, but more as uptown.
0: So what this sort of reveals is that, I mean, for most of the 20th century, this was still Hennepin Lake.
2: Yeah, as a 1980s kid, you know, it's always been uptown to me, but a lot of folks that we talked to and who've lived in the neighborhood again or, you know, owned a business, it was Hennepin Lake for a really long time. It really wasn't until the 1980s that it started to kind of morph over to becoming uptown.
1: The 1980s were really a pivotal decade for Uptown as a neighborhood and certainly as a, as a neighborhood with a name. The 1980s was a period of big change. Uh, West High School closed, but at the same time, Calhoun Square opened. So you the had, neighborhood had a, had a lot of change, both good and bad. As a commercial destination with the opening of Calhoun Square, things really shifted. So the time was right for a big shift in the name as well. I think Calhoun Square became a major Twin Cities-wide destination, and so Uptown took on an even broader regional destination status in a way that it hadn't had since maybe the 1940s or so. I do think uh, with the 1980s, with Calhoun Square opening, you also have Prince's Song, Uptown, coming out in 1980. He also had his Calhoun Square song as well. But Uptown started to take off. I would also argue that in the 1980s, you also start to have community members, just neighborhood residents and people who lived and worked there started to think about themselves as living or working in Uptown in a way that hadn't happened before. You start to see Uptown being referenced more in the the neighborhood newspapers. You have neighborhood Mm -hmm. organizations. I think those also had an impact on, on the way people thought about where they lived and worked and, and shopped.
0: And I should just add, when I was working on this story, uh, John Megan, the owner of Top Shelf Tailors, which is now at Lynn Lake, you know, he was saying in the late 70s, businesses were kind of trying to distance themselves from the sort of seedier connotations of Hennepin Avenue and Lake Street. And his his quote about this was that Hennepin and Lake was like a double negative. It conjured up two very bad images in the minds of most people. And if you were a business and you got called, a common thing people used to say is, is it safe to get out of my car? So his comments is sort of uh, talking a bit about maybe some of the urgency to find some new branding for this area as we sort of moved into the 80s there. So... Uptown now has finally stuck. We have elsewhere in Minneapolis efforts to change the names of neighborhoods. We have We Do for West Downtown, East Town for East Downtown. But what does this all tell us about the success of trying to forcibly change the name of an area and how easy that is to do?
1: I think the biggest lesson is if you want a name to stick, you need to get as many people to begin to use that as possible. I think anytime you have a business organization alone or a neighborhood organization alone trying to encourage the use of a specific name, it's just not going to catch on. You need the general public to embrace it. You need the people who live there or who visit or work there to take it on as their own. Now that makes it a little bit messier. That's why you have all these controversies and people get into heated arguments about uh, the borders of Uptown or about other neighborhoods.
0: That's something else we we haven't discussed is that Uptown now refers to a much larger, larger area to some people than just Hennepin Lake, right?
2: Absolutely. You know, you search the uh, rental listings or house listings and you can be down in Kingfield and people will try to argue that that's an uptown location. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, I remember in the kind of early to mid-2000s, there was a robbery at 27th and Hennepin and the newspaper wrote about it as a robbery in Uptown and there were businesses reaching out to the newspaper saying, if it's on the other side of 28th, It is not uptown that's south hennepin so um and i think by you know today's standards i think most people would agree that 27th and hennepin is uptown
0: so thatcher you're in seattle is there an uptown in seattle
2: i think it depends on who you ask right now um there's still work going on just north of downtown there's a community that when i moved here in 2015 i knew it as lower queen anne it's kind of at the bottom of the queen anne hill and Apparently, they've been trying to, with mixed results, rename that area as Uptown. And so apparently, some of the discussion is dated back to the 60s. So there's a bunch of businesses named Uptown there, but go to Google, it's Lower Queen Anne.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Well, Cedar and Thatcher, thank you so much for coming by today, coming by virtually today as we all are in our different locations, because I feel like we got a lot of great info about the history of one of the most prominent parts of Minneapolis, at least as a commercial district. And so thank you both for coming in and sharing some of that expertise with us. Thank you. Listeners, if you've got a great question for us, please record it on your voice recorder app on your smartphone and email it to curious at startribune.com. We may feature it and an answer from an expert on a future episode. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis. And our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.